Kufo. Defended by Thomas. Time winding down. Antetokounmpo on the feint. It's good! At the buzzer! Two second. Middleton! Yes! Chris Middleton! Happy birthday, Jason Kidd! This place is up for grabs! Good work defending around the rim, just taking up space. Giannis! Yes! Oh my goodness! basketball and win and win yeah how many games six we're gonna be we're gonna win the six this is the cream city cast. how's it going everybody welcome to another edition of the cream city cast i'm your host dylan piccolo joined with me alexander juno editor-in-chief of cream city central here to recap the bucks uh victory over the pistons and then talk a little bit about the Bucks' big matchup uh, for the best team in the Eastern Conference, kind of, uh, against the Raptors on Thursday. So, Al, how are we doing, my man? How are we doing today? I'm having a pretty good day. Uh, it's horrible outside, so I hope none of you had to go outside today. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely frigid. Uh, here in Whitewater, it was, I think it was in the lower tw- negative 20s with wind chill today. I'm sure it's going to get worse. Um but the snow is heavy too, and the polar vortex, whatever they call it, is definitely real. So take it for what it is. I kind of wish I wasn't in the Midwest right now, maybe doing this uh, down south. But, you know, we live and we learn and we get through it. But the Bucks, um got back uh, into the win column after losing Oklahoma City, beating the Pistons 115-105. to Five, kind of a spread out night scoring wise. Uh, Giannis led the way with 21 points. Bledsoe had 20. Connaughton with 16. Lopez with 14. And Snell, who started in place of Brogdon, who I think it was a, what is it, a, a, a sternum? Yeah, it was something like that. I'm not sure, but I, I I did remember when he got hurt during the Oklahoma City game, though. So definitely something was up. So Tony Snell came in, and he actually averaged 11 points uh, against the Pistons this year. So Budenholzer kind of hit the right button there and thought he'd shoot his average. So um, any big takeaways from the game? Um, the Pistons aren't very good. Like, I feel like they should be better, and... I don't think that they're currently in playoff position. I know. Yeah, so they're three games back of the Hornets for the eighth seed, so they're starting to sort of fall off. And, like, that's not good. I mean, they have two guys that they think are all-stars. If the Bucs would have gotten to play them in the first round, uh, Andre Drummond can't be on the court with Brooke Lopez, and that's crazy. Yeah, he can't. Uh, they were talking about it on the broadcast. Uh, Marcus Johnson was doing a good job looking at it, and Drummond looked like he was in. He, he looked at the ref and he's like, "What do you want me to do?" I mean, when you have a a big guy like that shooting from the hash mark uh, with the effectiveness that Brook Lopez has been this season, it's really challenging for teams that have a personal lineup, kind of like the Pistons. But the Pistons are bad. I just 
Blake Griffin doesn't want to be there. Uh, and the sad thing is, is like this is a team that, like you said, has like some decent pieces, but the pieces don't fit together whatsoever. And that's the luxury that the Bucks have had, and kind of the Pistons have not. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's just sort of striking the talent gap between these teams because a lot of people were picking the Bucks to finish fifth and the Pistons to finish eighth at the start of the year or something like that. Maybe Bucks fourth, Pistons seventh, you know, not that far apart. And they don't, they didn't look like they were playing the same sport, really. The Bucks were in cruise control basically from opening tip. And Detroit wasn't playing very hard. You saw them quit. You did visibly quit. And as Dwayne, Dwayne Casey's got to be frustrated. I mean, to go from that job, obviously, luckily, like he gets fired and finds lands another job right away. But a lot of problems uh, in Detroit in terms of basketball and football, to be honest with you. That's just not really a... not a great baseball team either. But <laughs> I think the Red Wings are historically they've been good. Not sure how they're doing now, but. Um, so uh, we kind of talked about the Bucks bench in our last podcast, kind of having a couple off games against Charlotte and Oklahoma City, and we saw a resurgence. DJ Wilson uh, played some meaningful offensive basketball. Uh, Pat Connington came in and got hot, which he can do, and George Hill played pretty well also. And Ursan, I'm not going to say he was great. He, he wasn't as bad as he was, but he – he is starting to look a little unplayable. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i sort of curious if Thon Maker hadn't demanded the trade, if he would have played in either of the last two games when Ursan was not looking so great. But guys that actually played, uh, Connaughton, if Connaughton actually figures it out, the Bucks are a much deeper and better team. Uh his shooting's been a little bit down from outside the arc this year, and it's not really a great sample size. What's crazy to me is that this is a guy that played every single game for the Blazers last year, and he's not even getting minutes here. And the Blazers were good last year. They were the third seed in the West. Uh, so, like, he's good, but we'll see, you know, if they decide to make a spot for him in the rotation, they start playing 11 deep most nights, and how he sort of fits into it all. Because I think that the Bucks have made a can a big effort here to kind of space out, kind of make their season into quarters and kind of give, you know, more run to one guy in, in another quarter of the season. Then this next season part comes, you know, Pat played a lot in the beginning. Now Pat, you know, not playing as much. Yeah. He got, you know, injury in Dante as well, but now it's like Tony Snell is starting to play more. Ursan's playing more. Um, do you think that the Bucks are doing this on purpose for, you know, in the playoffs that, you know, now they can run 11 deep maybe? Uh, no. <laughs> I think it's just been sort of coincidence that um, how it sort of breaks down. Um, Pat sort of started to take Dante's minutes because Dante wasn't shooting well, and then Pat continued to not shoot well, and I think Sterling earned it. Um I think it's mainly about earning your minutes. You know, uh, I don't know if we would even see DJ if Ursan hadn't gotten injured and DJ shown sh- shined in his opportunity. So I don't, I don't think they're trying to do that, but I think it is kind of working out that way. And I think that the guys understand sort of this culture that if they work hard, they'll get an opportunity eventually. So kind of, yes. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Um, 
you know, one other thing that I wanted to mention uh, about the Detroit game, and now I will mind everyone, it is the dog days of the NBA season. So when the Bucks play the Pistons, we kind of know what they're going to do to the Pistons. And it's, you know, we, we try to analyze it and we try to talk about it. And, yeah, new things did happen. Like Pat played really well. DJ had really good. And Ursan kind of fell back in. But as, as terms of the starters, it's kind of been the same thing. I mean, Eric Bledsoe, I guess, was the one notable kind of difference in the starting lineup. Uh, after he kind of hurt his wrist or hand on kind of a weird play, he came in and he hit a couple big shots. He actually hit three threes on the day. And. You could definitely see when Eric Bledsoe is hitting the kind of swag and momentum that he brings to this offense. Uh, it's a whole other dynamic. Absolutely. Like I, like we've sort of been saying, um, the NBA season's starting to drag on. We really need the All-Star break. Like, it's coming soon, but we, like, need it. Like, we need just a refresher and guys to get a little bit of their legs back under them. Particularly some of the like the middle guys on the roster could really just use seven days without playing competitive basketball. Like Giannis is going to be fresh after having, you know, the days around the all-star game off and then he'll coast through the all-star game and get some nice dunks. But, you know, uh, we need it. Like it's really starting to drag on. Uh, Thursday's game is the 50 game mark. And I believe, right. Is that, uh, we are 36 and 13. So yes. So, you know, we're getting to the two thirds point of the season and, uh, gearing up for that playoff run. So let's talk a little bit, uh, about all-star weekend. Um, I know we talked about it, uh, on a podcast earlier, uh, actually last week. And we talked about, did the bucks have a second all-star and we were kind of discussing, you know, are the, you know, are the coaches because the coaches decide? Are the coaches going to give the Bucks a second All Star because of the record? And you know, I think last week we weren't sure exactly how the votes were uh, dictated, but now that we know that it's the coaches, I'm pretty certain the Bucks are going to get a second All Star. It does seem that way, which is kind of surprising to me. But it does seem I, I okay. So I guess I have one small fear that. Eric and Chris are each going to get a bunch of votes, but not quite enough where if they would have all gone to one person, they would definitely get in. But hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully one of them is clearly better in the eyes of coaches and that person gets in. It's got to be Chris, right? I think so. I really, really think so. But I think that Bud would say that Eric's played better this year. I think Bud is really a fan of what Bledsoe's done on defense and what he's done on that end. So I'm not sure if other coaches see it that way. And it's uh, to me, Chris has been better to me. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you look at it and we talked about it before, but if you look at his per 36 numbers, he's averaging career highs and points, rebounds and assists. So, I mean, he's definitely playing good basketball and he's being the perfect compliment to Giannis uh, in a pretty fantastic offensive system. That's, been working out really well uh, for the Bucks, like I said, leading to their 36 and 13 uh, victory. Brooke Lopez, are we going to see him in the three point contest? I'm thinking no. We've heard a lot of the names and we haven't heard him yet. Uh, I think once I, the two Curry brothers got in, I think it kind of maybe took his spot. 
Yeah, and they're giving a spot to Dirk, and so you know it's kind of Dirk's last. Maybe he'll be there next year. It sucks because he has literally been the most surprising three-point shooter this year. Yeah, like everybody, nobody else is surprising people with the threes they take. Like the best part of Twitter each night when the Bucks play is seeing somebody who roots for the other team being like, "What did Brook Lopez just do?" Yeah. Well, no, it, that's what it is. People are shocked to see Brooke Lopez as such an uh, as the Bucks, like you said last podcast, the Bucks' best uh, three point shooter. You like you said, if you've been living under a, a rock and decided to listen to this podcast for uh, for just for the hell of it, <laughs> that was funny. Um, so the last kind of all star topic I wanted to touch on was um, the race for the coaching staff. Um, as it would stand right now, I believe the Bucks would have it somehow by win percentage if that's what they would go by. Um, but the game on Thursday against the Raptors, um, also, you know, obviously big for the playoffs, but uh, big for the coaches too, for the All-Star. I mean, is that a big deal, do you think? I mean, probably not to the coaches, but kind of. I mean, it's kind of a cool honor to have. I think it would mean more if Bud hadn't done it before. True. Like, since he's already done it once in his career, I don't know how much it would mean to him. I think if I was in his shoes, I would prefer the week off, but it is a big honor, no matter what. Like, it's a big honor. Yeah, I mean, it would be big if he was the coach, I think, to be paired with Giannis, and the weekend could kind of be like, it's not going to be about the Bucks, but the Bucks could be bigger, one of the bigger storylines uh, across the weekend, and especially if Middleton and... Who knows if Brooke Lopez somehow gets his way, finds his way into the uh, thing. So it should be another thing to look forward to uh, on Thursday. The game is on TNT only, and that it starts at 7 o'clock. Bucks Raptors, number one, number two in the Eastern Conference. The Bucks have a 2-1 to one series lead on them this season. This is the fourth match in Toronto. What are you looking for, Al? I want to see kind of how they guard Kawhi because Kawhi had a really efficient 30 plus against us last time. And uh, Chris did a fine job on him. Kawhi was just hitting a lot of contested step backs and stuff like that and pull ups and tough shots. But Paul George did that too. So it's like, is is that type of score just going to exploit the Bucks, or are they going to have an answer for it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think one of the things that I'm looking for the most is can the Bucks limit everyone besides Kawhi Leonard? And I think it starts with Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka is kind of built almost to like thrive in this Bucks uh, going against the Bucks defense that kind of forces you to take these kind of in between mid range jumpers that he's really, really good at. So, I mean, I think stopping Serge is big because if they had four guys. With over twenty points and five and do- over double figures uh, when they played them last ge- time and they beat them one twenty three to one sixteen uh, in Milwaukee and that was you know and also you got to look at the Bucks Giannis had forty three and no other Buck had more than fifteen so I mean is there a better way to beat the Raptors than you know? Obviously, Giannis going bananas, but obviously the ideal way to beat the Raptors would be do it as a team, right? That's the one the Bucks are their best. Yeah, I don't know. They need to have another starter score 20. 
I think like this is just going to be a high scoring game. Like the winner's going to score one twenty something, one thirty maybe. Uh, I think that you need a second guy to show up. I think Giannis is going to give you thirty again. Uh, the way they guard him, it, with the way they guarded him in the last game, they were definitely fine making him beat them, and he did. He just needed one other guy to step up, and really, it's a matter of hitting your open threes and stuff like that. And, that's sort of been the Bucks' story all season. I think both teams are going to really want this because it could well determine home court advantage. It's definitely going to be a big game um, heading into the All-Star break, which is coming up very soon. Um, it could, like you said, give some momentum to a team to kind of nudge out that lead, and especially the Bucks with those games at hand. If they can take care of this one, this would be really big for them to kind of further uh, their winning percentage and eventually their record league uh, against the Raptors. Um, it should be a playoff-like atmosphere uh, at the Scotia Bank Center where the Raptors play. Um, I think I think the Bucks are probably gonna. I think they're gonna win. I don't know how good I feel about it. I don't know. I haven't seen a spread on it, but I think it might come. To, I think it's gonna come down to you know, one, one or two minutes to go and who's going to make the best plays and the Bucks can't shoot themselves in the foot. Eric Bledsoe can't let, you know, he can't get in his weird rhythm. He gets in sometimes where he just makes mistakes left and right. And this is a good test for this team because, you know, they played OKC last time and they started out really slow. And now they know if they start out that slow against a good team, it's not going to happen, and Toronto's yeah, got yeah. similar defensive principles to Oklahoma City, so, you, you know. Can't, you can't do it against a top-five team. You can do it against the Hornets. They could have done it last night against the Pistons, but you can't do it against Toronto. You can't do it against OKC. Uh, ESPN has Toronto as two-and-a-half-point favorites, which kind of makes sense since it's in Toronto, but uh, we'll see. If you look at their games February before the All-Star break, they got the Wizards, the Nets, the Wizards again, the Mavs, the Magic, the Bulls, and the Pacers, who don't have Victor Oladipo anymore. So I, I don't know if any of those games scare you. I mean, uh, all but two of them come on the road. So you got seven games in February before the All-Star break. I don't know. They could enter the All-Star break with a really good record. Uh, something like 42 wins if they drop if they go six and two over the next eight i that would be something sort of crazy uh it so would, they would be, it they, would would be, be. For, they would be 42 and 15 uh so how, wait how many wins did they have last year 44 yeah 44 at the end of the year not entering the all-star break with could you imagine could you imagine if they had 42 wins entering the all-star break that's 2019 bucks basketball everyone yeah. If you don't like wins, then you don't like Bucks basketball because that's all we're doing around here. Yeah, you can you can go jo- join Thon Maker like, on the one on the one way ticket out of town. What did you? I forgot what you tweeted after you after you said that you're like, oh, got you said something about being on a 33, 35 and twelve team or something like that. I don't remember. I send about. 30 to 40 tweets every day and most of them are dumb but it's a good time coach good time it's a great time on twitter everybody's having fun everybody's loving it we're all having so much fun this season we just don't know what to do with ourselves exactly 
All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to another edition of the Cream City Cast. We're going to come to you with a full recap of Bucks and Raptors on uh, Friday. We'll get that out to you um, tonight on Cream City Central's Instagram account. We're going to be doing a kind of a mailbag Q&A session. Uh, I'm talking Bucks uh, probably around six o'clock we'll start that um so stay keep a lookout for that on instagram um as well as on twitter uh where you'll be notified when that's beginning so uh junes you can check him out on twitter at junes foshiz uh like he said 40 tweets a day of straight gold and you can check me out at dp double underscore hoops I just did an article with UW-Whitewater Center and 2018 Remington Award winner uh, Nate Truen, who uh, is going to be entering the NFL draft from Whitewater. Um, you can check that out on my social media page as well. And I did a uh, audio interview as well on the Cream City Cast SoundCloud page. So, yes, you can like and subscribe us on Apple Music as well. Always check out cream city central for all the cool stuff they have we want to thank you very much for listening to the cream city cast and go bucks